Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We got the billboards. Getting stupid and feeling proud. We're going to make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara. Hands up for them real ones. Them good girls and them billboards. Hands up for them real ones. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds podcast. I, of course, am your host, JPC. With me, as always, my co-host with the absolute mo-host, Mr. Johnny O'Mara. Johnny, how's it going? It's going great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you are here. Can I tell you something? I know we we just discussed what um, <laughs> what we were going to maybe talk about, but then I just remembered... Best laid um, plans, man. Best laid plans. I just remembered something that I wanted to tell you, and I want to pull it up so that I know for sure that I'm saying the right thing. Okay. Sounded it out. I can't I can't wait. Okay. My sister, who listens to the podcast, always mm-hmm. great to meet a fan, um, said that my niece, her daughter, has a signed poster of Andy Black in her room. And Andy Black sang one of the songs from Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop the Goes Punk pop or goes Punk Goes Pop. He did the Adele song. He, um, and that was the one that was a duet, right? Yes. Someone also mentioned that that was his wife that he was doing the duet with, which I don't know if I knew at the time. I didn't. I, or I forgot if I did. For sure. So that's yeah. that's fun. So I know we were, we were uh, you know, really yanking, yanking the chains of all those artists, not knowing who they were. But hey, the children know. One of them is very popular, apparently. Yeah. Uh, with nieces. <laughs> Well, hey, well, that's the update on last week's Patreon. Oh, geez. That was a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod. if you want to hear that episode and then figure out who Andy Black is and what kind of songs he likes to sing. I forget, because really, the show is the same, whether the it's show. the Patreon or not. So Keep I forget. the curtain. It's the same show. It's the same show. We just cover different stuff. Yeah. Some would even say we we cover stuff that people like better. (laughs) Often. (laughs) Often on the Patreon. We get get pretty loose over there. Uh, But that is a good update, Johnny. Uh, Another big update. You and I are now on stage improv performers because since the last time we recorded, we have have done a live set together. Yeah. Oh, and those pictures looked great. I know. Someone someone there was taking pictures. A photographer. Looking fucking awesome. Looking great. Good, good looking pictures. Good looking guys. I gotta say. Oh yeah. And I, well, I gotta ask you, Johnny. I've, I've been I've been on stage doing improv now for I mean since November, baby. I've been, <laughs> I've been back. But how does it feel, man? How does it feel to get back on that horse? Um, you know what really sucks is that I had a great time <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And I was really hoping that it would be a bad show and I'd fucking yeah. hate it and be like, okay, well, I never have to do it again. But yeah, unfortunately, you and I will have to do improv together again because it was a good time and we did have fun. So. Yeah, and great, I'll tell I'll tell you, Johnny. What really sucks is I had a good time watching the other people doing that show. That was the, easily the worst part. And yeah. Jessica said the same thing. She was like, "I had no idea what to expect." Come to find out, it was four absolute banger teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got to say, close, close second for worst part of the night um, was Mariah purchased a lemon lime liquid death. My God. That is so fucking bad. It's so bad. It's going to be one of the worst seltzers I've ever had in my life. That's why I, I, I don't even know if it's a seltzer. I guess it is. I guess it must be, right? Yeah. But it's is bad. That's why I don't fuck with the flavors. Unless yeah. unless it's a hoppy refresher. Which I mean the flavor of that is hops, which is a mm-hmm. great flavor. I, I love that I love that flavor. 
Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, the dr- that drink was bad, but the improv was good, and it was fun to do it. And uh, I guess we might have to be going back and doing live improv again <laughs> soon. But uh, Johnny, here's what I'll say. It's not going to be that soon, because what we're going to do soon is talk about an album of music. How would you like to do that? Not quite yet. But maybe <laughs> maybe in a a minute or two. Yeah, maybe three, four more minutes, catching up on our weeks, things like that. Um let's see, anything new with me? No. Trying a new not, protein not powder. Really. Have oh. you ever had protein powder, Johnny? Yeah. I don't care for it. I but here's the thing, I don't do much. I run Yeah. Um Jessica's really into protein up and yeah. she has like protein powder and and you know, a lot of times if I'm cooking and it's like a more veggie f- forward meal and, and there's not a protein, she's like, you got to have protein, which apparently you do. But I am big on that. I am big on the on the you got to have a protein. You got to have a protein. You got to have a carbohydrate. You have to have the, you have to have that blend in there. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it, that's that's nutrition, right? That's like that's you how your so. body gets the energy. I do protein powder, but I have always resisted it. But I, whenever I buy it, then I feel guilty if I don't like use the whole fucking big, you know, bottle of it. And they don't sell like protein powder of like, hey, this is one day's worth of protein powder. <laughs> they don't like, let you sample it. Yeah, you gotta have twenty five servings of protein powder. The problem is, it's good, right? It gives you protein. That's sure. what it's for. And powder, your and powder levels powder. go up too. I love having high levels of powder. Yeah, my, when I check my macros, I need, I need a lot more powder than protein, really. Yeah, it's like I get most of my calories from powder. Uh, The big problem, though, is that it tears up your guts. I've tried, like, every different type of protein powder under the sun. I can't do the whey protein because it's just I'm lactose intolerant as it is. But Mm. every protein powder that I've tried, even, like, the vegan ones and shit like that, tears up your guts. Can't can't fuck with it. But I have to. I guess I have to. Maybe you have too much protein. No, I truly don't have enough protein, which is why I have to have the protein powder, uh, because I can't force myself to just eat a bunch of protein. It's just like, it's not it's not an enjoyable thing for me to do. Hmm. Uh, what about, I don't know, nuts? That's protein, right? Yeah, but have you ever tried to just eat like a bunch of nuts? Like, dude, your jaw fucking hurts after a while. I, I, I love, love Basically any nut. Yeah. The problem here to, for me as well as I record so much, Mr. Podcast over here, mm, I can't be eating almonds. Almonds get stuck in your throat. They get stuck in your – it's just like eating shrapnel. What about just peanut butter? I do jars, love me some jars peanut, of peanut butter. I do love me some peanut butter and I eat peanut butter often. But again, it's like what am I going to eat? A half a jar of peanut butter a day? Come on. Oh, just I get, could. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. I didn't – I never used to really like peanut butter. I'd have a peanut butter and jelly, super thin layer of peanut butter, big glob of jelly. Mm-hmm. Then in college, I started getting the, the natural peanut butter. Oh, yeah. I fucking love peanut butter now. Unfortunately, I am that bitch, and uh, Jeff came out with uh, no sugar peanut butter, and that's – I used to do the natural peanut butter, but now I, now I just go buy the no sugar peanut butter. Because guess what? Tastes worse. So that's better, right? Must be better for me. Well, the, the natural peanut butter is just peanuts and salt. Yeah, and the, I mean it's essentially the same thing, right? It's like no sugar is like no sugar added, right? But it- But – the natural peanut butter, you know how it gets all like wet at, at the top yeah, and you gotta yeah. mix it in? The no sugar jiff doesn't do that. It just Oh, it I just, don't mind I don't mind mixing. 
I don't either, but like you got to get the mix right every time or you get like, I don't want to have like real wet, drippy peanut butter. I like, I like just having like the processed smooth peanut butter. I, it's like, I, I don't, I don't, but what I do like, if I'm getting that processed, super processed peanut butter, it better be in a fucking Reese's because that (laughs) is peanut butter that I can absolutely fuck with. I love eating processed foods. I just don't love that they're like full of fucking corn syrup and sugar and shit. So if you can give me the processed food with no sugar added, I'm in hog heaven over here. Oh. And no sugar replacement. It, it, don't give me like, don't give me that like saccharine. Aspartame. No. Yeah. No, no, aspartame, no, no. this uh, stevia. Don't give me any of that. I don't want any of that shit. That shit's nasty. Can I tell you something that I did over the weekend? Yeah, we have one more minute for you to tell me. <laughs> I went to Chili's, baby. Talk oh, about yeah. processed food. And you oh. know what I got for the first time that I had never gotten in my life? Yeah, they got pro- they got a, I got a protein, <laughs> L-protein margarita. Um, I got the fajitas. I've never gotten the fajitas before. Wow. I mean, that's like a Chili's staple. They were sizzling. Wow. I often go with a Big Mouth burger, but the day before, we went to Ocheval for the first time. Oh, so you had you had so you I had like not, a, <laughs> I had a very good burger. You would not want to eat a Chili's burger after that. You you have to have like some time and distance in between those two so you don't compare them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the fajitas and they were great. Hey, speaking of, I kind of like the fajitas of music. This is a bad transition. Today we are going to be talking about. Um, uh, we're going to be hopping across the pond. It could be couldn't be less the fajitas of music. Uh, Mr. Ed Sheeran Ed, wishes he was the fajitas of music. <laughs> Mr. Ed Sheeran, the fajitas of music. Uh, we're recording that. Um, he's Johnny, the buttered rice of music. It's, it's true. It's like he he's the he's the Jessica saying you have to add a protein of music. Uh, Johnny. We're talking to Ed Sheeran. I picked this one. Uh, we've, I mean, if loyal listeners, especially people who have listened to the Patreon episodes, we've talked about Ed Sheeran a fair amount, including last Patreon episode that we did. Johnny, what is your opinion on Ed Sheeran uh, before this, before you uh, you listened to this album? Oh, and I should say, we are covering his second studio album. Um, it is pronounced Multiply, but it's just the, the time symbol, that little X. Yeah, that's how they spell it over there. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Sure. Before we started this episode, before we started prepping for this episode, I did not care for him. Okay. Oh, that's all you'll say. Yeah, and you'll uh, we'll wait. We'll wait on and if there is a if there is an addition to that at yeah, the end of I, this episode. I love. I that. had heard. I had heard his singles. Um, uh, you know, obviously they're they're sort of everywhere. Um, but but I think when we last talked, I think that there was an Ed Sheeran song that you had heard but did not know was Ed Sheeran. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, he's all he's all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, We're lousy mm-hmm. with Ed Sheeran. This uh, the reason that I normally on the show we we uh, the like reason you're normally on the show is because you're one of the two hosts. That's the reason I'm normally here. But today, <laughs> under duress, baby. <laughs> normally, I think I like to cover an, an artist's first album on the yeah. show. This is Ed Sheeran's second album, but this is the one I actually do like his first album. But this is the one that kind of launched him to popularity. Uh, this album, I there are two tracks on this album that have over two billion plays on Spotify. That's- I, this album was like number one in like twelve countries and was like top five in twenty four countries or something like that. It's it's insane. This one peaked at number one in the Billboard two hundred. Johnny, this spent three hundred and fourteen weeks on the Billboard Billboard two hundred. I don't think he has not had a number one album since this album either. So I think that I think that now Ed Sheeran is uh, is pretty massively popular. That's 
that's truly, I'll be honest, mind boggling. (laughs) Everything you just said is mind boggling. I also, before getting ready for this, first of all, when you wrote it, when you wrote it out, I assumed that the album was called X or maybe 10. Yeah. Then come to find out. All of all, all he, he's he's just a, a little fucking nerd, and all, he's but he's run out of he's run out of symbols. His fifth album uh, at time of recording, I think, comes out in like a month or two. I think it comes out in May, um, and that I think is the last symbol. But he could uh-huh. start doing like um, what is it like a to the power of like four to the power of two. He could he, there are other he could do that sure. in the little in. He's uh, used the big ones. He's used all the big ones. He, the what what is the the order of operations? I want to say Sokotoa, but that's something completely different. Please excuse my dear Ed Sheeran. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're not going to talk about his entire catalog on today's episode because we are only going to be covering um, this album, his second album. Uh, This thing came out June 20th. I think in England, I think it was like June 23rd, the rest of the world, uh, 2014, 50 minutes and 23 seconds, 12 tracks, five singles. Um, Album, again, is pronounced Multiply. Johnny, there's – oh, and and the other thing that Ed Sheeran does with his albums is they have color themes. So this is – the color theme of this one is blue. I think his first one was red. This one is – I'm sorry. This one is green. I was going to say. Divide is blue. Uh, Equal is red. I can't. I uh, I can't remember. None of this matters except that this one's is green. So that's that's it's a green theme for this one. But it was all yellow. But it was all yellow, as um, his friends Coldplay might say. He is a fan of Coldplay. He is a fan of Coldplay. Uh, the other little fun factoid about this album uh, that I didn't know until I started researching it is you can when you hear the album you can hear that there's obviously like cuss words taken out of it. Um, but he took all the profanity out of this album because a taxi driver that he had one time said his daughter was a big fan and he didn't want his daughter to listen to curse words and he wanted his daughter to listen to this album. And so Ed Sheeran was like, great, I'll take all the I'll take all the profanity out. All the sex I'll, stuff is still in, but that's just fine. It's just allowed. I'll say two things. Fuck that taxi driver and fuck his kid. Yeah, the, I mean, look, I, we're both gentlemen that don't have any kids, but I'm, I'll be honest with you, if I had kids... I would be totally fine with them hearing curse words, uh, saying cuss words. Like I don't give a fuck. I s- they're I, gonna hear them from me. I'd rather they, I'd rather they hear them at home mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of uh, where I can know, fucking watch the little fuckers. Uh, I don't know. I say I say swears in front of my niece. I've heard her say swears. Never heard my sister say swears. I've heard both my parents say swears. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. yeah I, I I look. I think people have the right to be like, I don't want my kid to have swears at home or whatever, but that's not the way I would raise my child, so. No, and that's, Ed Sheeran's not beholden to the. No, he's certainly to, not. To the the woke taxi driver mob. Yeah, but I guess he is, because I guess the, <laughs> the woke taxi driver mob did kind of force him to take the swears out of his album. That's so, that really is so interesting. Yeah. Like. Hey, could that story be made up? Sure, but yeah. it's a story that he tells, so it's does like he, that's from him, you know? Does he curse on other songs? I got to imagine that he does. But now huh. in my mind, I, I actually don't – I can't recall because he sings a lot of love songs. So there's not a lot of reason for him to – The club be, isn't the best place to go fuck, so the <laughs> so the other club's where I go. <laughs> uh, hey, if we're getting into his music, we might as well get into music that's on this album. Johnny, yeah, let's I guess. start off – Let's start off with track one. Oh, what a name for track one. <sighs> it's just one, Johnny. It's just one. I, I'll tell you, before I saw anything, when I saw this, I said, 
okay. Now that we're al- already already starting at a at an advantage here. The other thing that I'll say about Ed Sheeran and this album in general is that he keeps these song titles pretty to the point. Mm-hmm. A lot of one word titles. Fine yeah. with me. Fine with uh, me. Uh, this one is a one word. One it is word literally a one title. Word title. <laughs> okay, let's listen to a little bit of track one. This is one. That is a little bit of one. Johnny, I'm a fan, but I got to ask you right out the gate. What are your thoughts? So I had never heard that song before. Um, it, 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 to me, it reminded me so much of when I used to work in Starbucks. And this was like over 10 years ago, back when oh, yeah. kind of like, do you remember when Starbucks was weirdly really about music and they would they would like release like like cd like special starbucks exclusive cds and stuff like there was definitely a curated music vibe that i don't feel when i go to starbucks anymore no and and i think that i mean even 10 years ago like 10 years ago was like uh, 2013 like even spotify was just kind of starting out i think like the the music was way different 10 years ago in in terms of yeah I, I guess I was actually working there more like 12 years ago at this point, but yeah, it, it was, it, music was a thing and this felt like the vibe of what oh. Starbucks was trying to curate. Yeah, for sure. One thing that was really cool about this song is like, I was reading about what he said about it and I mm. guess his first album, he said it's, it's all sort of about one person and then this song is kind of the last song about that person. And then the the rest of this album is more about like him. And I thought that was cool to like kind of have a little coda to his first album. It's also interesting because this song sounds like the songs on his first album as well. His first album is way more acoustically driven. Um, it was produced by all by the same guy who also was a producer on some of these songs, uh, Jake Gosling. Um, so him and Jake Gosling did like the first album together. Jake Gosling did less of the stuff on this album, but he he did this one as well. And this one kind of has, it's mostly acoustic throughout the song and then it has a little more at, at the end of it. So to me, it kind of felt like the, uh, the bridge between the two albums. Yeah, that's cool. But I was also listening to it, keeping you in mind, knowing like, well, Johnny, Johnny has never listened to that other first album. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a good introduction to this album. It that's... is a good bridge between albums, but it's not like a, here's what you're about to see on Ed Sheeran's Multiply. Well, he he's he's doing it for the Ed heads. Truly, he's doing it for the Ed heads. Uh, the only other thing I'll say about this song is you can't write a song like this with the word collide in it and not have me immediately think of Howie Day. <laughs> you just can't do it, Ed. 
Yeah, that's uh. Well, hey, uh, you, you know what? If you want to be, you'd be in good company because a lot of people have sued Ed Sheeran for using like one word from a song that they. It's he got sued around the time that this album came out. And he settled that lawsuit on advice of his lawyers. And it was for like someone was like, you made a song that was kind of like my song or something like that. Whatever. It was kind of spurious, but he settled it. And he said he absolutely regrets settling that Mm -hmm. lawsuit and being done with it because it brought on a lot of other people that have then tried to sue him for, uh, you know, similar things. I read his whole like Wikipedia lawsuits stuff. And it is it does kind of seem like just a lot of bullshit lawsuits that he has to deal with now. I'll tell you, collide is a word that you don't. You don't hear too often. So I think Howie Day's got a case. Yeah. That, that, hey, Howie Day, if you need some money, Ed Sheeran <laughs> has, by the way, a lot of it. He has a <laughs> lot of money. Uh, here, here's how I feel about this song. I like this song. I think this is a great song, like, from his first album to his second album, Transition. Um, but, you know, it's not my favorite on the album. It's it's a little, like, acoustic. It's a little on, like, the light side. I still think that Ed Sheeran does like love songs really well. I mean, I, I think this guy really just has a fucking absolute knack for for love songs. Um, but yeah, but not not my favorite on the album. But I think a a decent starting place. I don't know if it would be like if I was trying to get someone into Ed Sheeran for the first time, I wouldn't say you got to listen to it one. But I do think that if you're an Ed Sheeran fan, this is a beautiful song. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because I and, like it. It's not a skip. I listen to it, but it's like I wouldn't. I wouldn't guide someone to it. It's not even like the third best love song on this album. So, just so we're clear, this is the that is the first Ed Sheeran song that you did make me listen to, though. <laughs> That's t- technically true. I did make you listen to a Punk Goes Pop cover of an Ed Sheeran song first, though. So. That that's also true. That is true. But but yeah, this is the first Ed Sheeran song. I Johnny, I thought about that a lot. I was like, well, one, but one's not bad, but it's not like it's hey, not, it's not calling the first excited. track one gets you so many fucking points in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Well, why don't we hit track two then? Uh, this is a little track called "I'm a Mess." We'll we'll uh, we'll call it right there, but I do love I do love this little like you know bridge thing. I, now this one I think it, it brings the energy of the album up a little bit. I love how he uses that home 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 to like move up his octaves. Um, but forgive what I just did because that was nothing. Uh, and then it really like helps him explode into the chorus. I also noticed that a lot of times on this album he does the chorus high. He goes like mm. high for his choruses, and I do think that that gives a little like differentiation between his like verses and choruses, verses and choruses. But the, that bridge outro, uh, the vocal effect, that layering. Speaking, by the way, Johnny, of colliding, I I guess I had never really even come to this term before. But that outro is called a collision because it's like all of the different 
parts of the song are being like collided together oh, in the outro. Fun. So it's it's yeah, it's interesting that you bring up colliding. He does that a couple times in this album. Okay, Howie. Now he really has a case. It's only getting stronger. Uh, I uh, quite honestly, I'll say first this song just not for me. This isn't my vibe. Sure, but I really, I really liked the guitar, the melody, and the bridge. But, but just the the song didn't do it for me. Even though each of those individual parts, I really did like a lot. Honestly, Maybe. Johnny, this sounds exactly like how I felt when I visited San Francisco. Wasn't really for me. But I love the bridge. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's just like this is the best possible version of this, mm. which is just not for me. You know what mm. I mean? Oh yeah. 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 I, 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 what kind? Like, what category would you put this in? Because it's this like acoustic guy. It's kind of like. I mean, I, I would say it's like. Kind of Jack Johnson slash Howie Day. Slash Howie Day. Who's the other one I'm thinking of? Like Jason Mraz. Yes. There's another song on here that's super Mrazzy. But like British. (laughs) It's like a British version of those things. Here's you want to hear what's fucking bananas. Mm. Did you did you catch the genre on Wikipedia? No, I didn't look at that. Pop. Okay. Okay. Hip hop. Okay. Well, Soul, I, I say hip hop is a definite second. No, is a definite number two. And R and B. I do think that the soul and R and B is thrown in there because of the Pharrell of the yeah. Pharrell uh, collaborations on the album. I, I, I'm in my opinion, like that's got it. That's the only way that that gets on there, right? That that feels like. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Because because keep in mind also that's like that those are not the primary genres, right? Oh, but the other thing is he wrote like I think eight of these uh, songs were produced by Rick Rubin as well. Like this this album was him like working with Rick Rubin. And then after he had finished those sessions, he did a couple more songs. Yeah, there there are uh, quite a significant number of other like bonus tracks and stuff, too, that Rick Rubin is on. Oh, yeah. I mean, or not on, but produced produced. I think with everything like, you know, there's. You know, th- this album was so big and it sold so well that they were like, yeah, just keep throwing the fucking bonus tracks out. Like, multiply, multiply, am I right? No, no reason to leave this shit on the cutting floor. Like, it's this thing's making fucking money. We have a Japan bonus edition, a French bonus edition, the Wembley edition. Like, we, we can sell a bunch of editions of this fucking thing. Wembley edition digital bonus tracks. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, the the I I uh, the the bridge. I will I will not fight you on that because I think that the bridge is very 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 cool. I love that yeah. layering you know collision effect that he's using. Um, and he do, he does it a couple times in this album too, where he has these like repetitive but really long bridges that kind mm-hmm. of repetitive lyrically but not really musically that do interesting things. I like that. Okay, Johnny, let's listen to track three. This is the the actually this is actually the first single for the album. Um, this is a song uh, that Pharrell produced uh, called Sing. This beat and like the drums kind of reminds me of like the opening of Flight of the Concords. I think it's like the same mm. drum effect. Feel it rushing through you from your head. 
Was this in a commercial for something or a TV show? Sounds like it. It sounds like it should have been. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to buy the dog food from Target. All right, that is a little bit of uh, sing. Yeah, it's like the, the, somehow that like acoustic guitar hits and like the whatever drum effect sounds very flat of the concord yeah. to me. You, you can, you can, you can hear the Pharrell on this from a fucking mile away. <laughs> Which I love. I love Pharrell. Love yeah. Pharrell. It also, it honestly, if you had told me, you could have told me this was a Justin Timberlake song. He, yeah, and I would have said. Oh, his voice sounds a little different, but sure. It was definitely has that Justin Timberlake like feel to it. And and before I saw that it was Pharrell, I was like, maybe maybe Timbaland was on this, you know? Like it has <laughs> that it has that like there was there was a part in this where um when I was researching it, that he did, he was like listing his inspirations uh, for this album, and JT was definitely one of them. It was for like sure. Justin Timberlake and like Van Morrison were like big big ones for him. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, you you can. This one absolutely stinks of Pharrell, uh, but I think in a very good way. And it's our. I think it's the first time on this album that you get a little bit. I didn't play it in that clip, but you get a little bit of Ed Sheeran's like. I'm gonna call it rapping because I think yes. that is what it is. It's just like, it's just acoustic guitar, like white British guy rapping. I I actually when this song started, I was like, okay, maybe maybe this will be more of the vibe of the album, and I can I can get on board a little more. Well, if that if that's the case, there's another Pharrell produced song on this album. So maybe maybe uh, maybe you hit a two out of a two out of twelve, two out of twelve here. Can, can I tell you one thing though that really stuck out to me that that and I was like maybe this is just because he's British. Mm. Th- there's a line. One thing led to another. Now she's kissing my mouth. You can just say kissing. Now he, we're kissing. He does a lot of mouth stuff in this. There's a there's another song much later in the album where he like describes a kiss and it's like two mouths are open and then they close together in a way and I'm like, "What is that?" Like that's don't, no don't 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 do, do a kiss like that. Like that's not that Now she's right. now she's kissing my mouth spoken like someone who's never kissed a person in his life. He was very young. But he had he had done a lot of kissing it seems. It's on for, on the mouth. It, uh, we in hope. and around the mouth. But also in this album, he gets pretty fucked up. So maybe if he's doing a lot of his kissing when he's pretty fucked up, he's... He misses. He's really missing. He's Unless he's really focusing on the mouth. Uh, well, you gotta... You know how, well, like, if you want to do a perfect high five, you gotta look at the other person's elbow. If you want to do a perfect kiss, you gotta look at their chin. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, speaking of kissing a chin, Johnny, have I told you my kissing a chin story? No. When I was like, I think I was 14 or 15, I was a, oh no, I was a freshman in high school. I was either a freshman or, or sophomore, it doesn't actually matter. But I was 14 or 15 years old and I was in theater and I was doing like every year there was a rookie show where if anyone who was not like cast and had speaking lines in one of the main shows or whatever is eligible to be in the rookie oh, show. Oh, that's fun. And so I got to be the lead in the rookie show because I was, a fr- or I, mean, I think I was a sophomore and I'd never had more than like two lines in a play my freshman year. Um, so I had to be cast in the rookie show, which was Varney the Vampire. And the rookie show is student directed. And the guy who was directing it was um, my friend Ben. And the person who I was acting opposite of, her name was Amanda. She was like gorgeous. I was very intimidated by her and I had a huge crush on her. And they were like, 
two kisses in the play. And I was very nervous about them because I was like, oh, what are these like? We're like doing like kisses in the play. And Amanda was like, I really want to make the kisses like good. And I was like, oh, yeah, like me too. Like, of course, that's something that I talk about with my theater friends all the time. Like, that's that's <laughs> very the good. Kisses good. Um, and, and she like seemed like very serious and earnest about it. Um, uh, and we did a kiss. It was like one of the rehearsals did a kiss and our director was like, he was like, uh, he's like, I don't know. It, it, the kiss, he's like, we might take that out cause it doesn't, it doesn't really look good. And, uh, Amanda was like, can we go practice? And he was like, yeah, sure. Go practice. And I was like, oh, this is the best day of my life. Well, we went in, we were in like the atrium. We went in the dark theater. Because it was like after school, all the lights were off and we like closed the door. And the way that it was a kiss, I was a vampire and I was like supposed to dip her down and then give her a kiss. So we ran through the lines. I dip her down, but we're in this dark theater and she's dipped down. And I realize I don't know where her mouth is. Like I vaguely know where her head is, but I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I don't know where where to kiss. So I tried to go down and I tried to give her a kiss. And then the first thing that I heard was just her laughing because I had absolutely hit her chin, like the bottom of her chin instead. And she was just laughing. Lucky I did not drop her. Uh, but it was what, what it was one of those situations where it was like, oh, this is cool. This is a dream. This is a dream come true. But then it was, oh, no, I, uh, I'm i trying to well, kiss did, someone did you, in the dark. Did you keep trying again? Uh, did, you know, how many times did you... Yes, and and it and it uh, it turned out that I we we got to kiss in that play. She did have a boyfriend. I forgot to mention this, and he did keep, come and see the play. And he was a football player, no basketball player. And I was like, oh, he's not gonna be like happy with this, uh, with me kissing his girlfriend because we're like freshmen, right? We're not like he's not gonna be able to be like, oh, I understand, it's a play. Like you know, we separated. Yeah, she's yeah. at work. Uh, no, it's just like his his you know also fifteen year old girlfriend is kissing some other guy. But I do remember he was like not that weird about it and i was like that's pretty cool it's pretty cool that i didn't get my ass kicked way to kiss her on the mouth bro (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely nailed kissing her on the mouth and since then gotten way better at mouth kissing oh yeah i bet did you watch the video for this one no i didn't actually this is the only one there was a a few videos this is the only one that had like a semi-interesting video because there's an ed sheeran puppet that's like going about but it also starts with the puppet drunk driving and you're allowed to do that over there yeah I know in England you're allowed to do that. In fact, it's encouraged, and it's especially encouraged if you are. Well, because they drive on the other side of the road if you're not drunk. It's actually like driving drunk. Uh, That's true. I mean, this video is okay. It's it's worth a watch. Ed Sheeran seems like an awkward guy, um, and I think that people did not— The guy that kisses on the mouth is awkward? People did not like his Game of Thrones episode, I think. I never saw it, but I think that there was—because he he does some acting— so I'm, he, I'm yeah. he got some back, back backlash, I guess, for that. Um, which to me, like, I don't know, who cares? I think the show was bad, and people were just like trying to look at a way to lash out. But I'm speaking mm. out of my ass because I never saw it. Uh, but from watching these videos, which there's not really a lot to these videos, I did get a sense of like, oh, maybe he isn't the most like natural. There's a lot of quick cuts. There's a lot of like very brief cuts of him. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's what you do when you don't have a lot of like good long shots of something. Um, well, whatever, Johnny, that, that's the first single. Let's go on to the second single. This is a track called Don't. On my hotel door, I don't even know if she knows what for. She was crying on my shoulder. I already told you, trust and respect is what we do this for. I never intended to be next. Lost. But you didn't need to take him to bed, that's all. Not like we were both on tour, we were staying at 
the same hotel floor and I wasn't looking for a promise or commitment but it was never just fun and I thought you were different this is not the way you realize what you wanted it's a bit too much too late if I'm honest and all this time God knows I'm singing All right, Johnny. What do you uh, what do you feel about track four? Don't. Uh, this one was again like much more my style. This is also the first time that I really noticed that you can only access edited versions of songs. This is yeah. the first one where I was like, oh, weird. Yeah, it's he's saying don't fuck with my love, and it's don't with my love. Yeah, so it's like yeah. it's very obvious. But yeah, it was a, it was a good it was a good nice time. This one gets me because I've I've stated on the podcast before. I'm a sucker with a song or for a song with a story, and this is like one kind of detailing this like he's on the road love triangle thing. Apparently, the love triangle was with him. He was dating Ellie Goulding at the time, and then she cheated on him with uh, uh, Niall from One Direction. So that's just that's just interesting stuff. Um, but uh, you know what? He squashed that beef with Nile from One Direction since then. So they were partying That's good. in Vegas That's in 2014. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like this song. Like I said, it's, I'm a sucker for that story element. And I enjoy his little British man rapping. I think it's I think it's very fun. He, it, it's, it is very similar to like this, this. It's the same kind of rapping that like Jason Mraz does. I, I think he's better at it than Jason Mraz is 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 the the big delineation between those things. Okay, I, I might be willing to contend that, but it's it's the same it's the same genre of rapping. It, yes, I, I think so. It's like the acoustic it, guitar guy rap stuff. It feels different though because it's he's from England. I think if Jason Mraz was yes. England, I think he'd. If he, if he was England, I think he'd be a little more successful doing that thing. Uh, it's somewhere between like cake and Jay-Z yeah. is where. <laughs> there was a, uh, a section where I was reading that Ed Sheeran said that he met uh, the game, the rapper, the game, uh, who I believe was like in G unit. Um, and then he had like beef with 50 cent. doesn't matter. Um, but he met him and the game said, you are my favorite English rapper. And I was like, it's funny because there's probably not like a ton of English rappers or like the game maybe just doesn't know a lot of them. But I'm like, that's a pretty funny thing to say. Like that's, that's that gives so you a lot funny. of street cred. <laughs> I can't think of any English rappers except for, um, oh, shit. Uh, well, Ali G. <laughs> here's, the th- here's the thing. I can't really think of any English rappers, but also I don't know the English rap music scene, you know? Have, have you seen Man's Not Hot? No. Oh. <sighs> By Big Shaq. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have not. It's like <laughs> I'll sh- I'll show it to you after this. He's I th- I th- think he's like a, a, a it's a I know it is a joke, sure. but I think that the dude who made it is like a comedian. Okay. Um, it's it's very good. And it's this- all about wearing a wearing a big coat all the time and not being hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, why don't we do, uh, listen to track five, Johnny? This is a, a song called Nina. It's also about a person. It's about Nina Nesbitt, and it's I, – I don't know. It's a little fucked up to 
not like change the name if it's about like a real person, right? Like that's. It, hey, Nina, lawyer up. <laughs> You've got the poison, I've got the remedy. That is a little bit of Nina. I, again, we have more of that like cool layering thing that he does in the outro. I really love the piano melody on this uh, track. Um, and I'll be honest, I think he writes banger choruses. Like his choruses, his choruses have good energy to them. I agree. I I like the chorus on this. This is the one that had the biggest Mraz energy to me. Yeah, I can feel that. This was, it was almost like it felt like a more easy listening Jason Mraz. I can see that. Yeah, like an a, like a elevator. Version like Jason, of Mraz Jason Mraz is too high concept. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That that one of the reasons why I think I like Ed Sheeran or could be responsible for me liking Ed Sheeran is because I listened to Jason Mraz in college, like ironically. And then started to actually pretty enjoy it. Enjoy yep, it. Yep. And there's a couple of Mraz albums, and I'm like, these are pretty good albums. These are pretty good albums. I I will say for this song, I wrote, I don't hate this, but I do hate the lyrics. There are so many lyrics in this song where I'm like, you you absolute fucking dork. <laughs> Singing about watching Blue Planet, super dorky. Singing about smoking illegal weed is maybe the dorkiest thing that anyone's ever said. Hey, he's the best British rapper, too. And I mean, I guess I know there. Weed is a little more illegal there than it is here, maybe. No, but, but also like, like the the drugs that they do in like England are like cocaine. Like it's it's like it, cocaine is the big like hanging out drug in England. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's like he's s- sneaking around from his parents or something, smoking smoking it. Oh, you got the illegal weed? Hey, man. Hey, bruv, do you got the illegal weed? Well, okay, so he this came out in 2014, so he was 21 when this album came out. I think that I think that when you're in your early 20s, it seems a little more dangerous, you know, like sure, the, you know. I just think I think saying illegal weed takes a lot of the the bite out of it, you know, like <laughs> Maybe you had to say illegal weed so that Cabby's daughter could listen to it. <laughs> That's his only option. She's not yeah. going to listen if he just yeah. says it's like, you know, you can smoke. Why don't we go to track six, Johnny? Um, this is uh, the fifth single, uh, but the third one that we're hearing. It's the only cover on the album. Uh, this is, this is of course, uh, uh, Nickelback's Photograph. <laughs> The one uh, the that, one thing that I regret about you being the person who intros every song is that you you snipe all those jokes from yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I and I take them directly from you. I know exactly who I'm dealing with here. I know this is a, this is a song called Photograph. Photograph. 
Kind of going up again on the chorus. That is uh, a little bit of photograph. Yeah, I really enjoy that, like going up, going up an octave when he's hitting the chorus. Uh, and look, the, the the one thing I'll say about photograph is I I think Ed Sheeran really knows how to make these love songs. Like that's it's it's no doubt that he has built a career on it because he could do it really effectively. He 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 can. He's very good at doing exactly what he does. The 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 line like that wait for me to come home. I really like I really like the way that he delivers that wait for me to come home. And the, the uh, uh, so much of this album is like kind of feels like that reference to even Nina was like being on tour, being away, um, don't being away, being on tour, performing music. It, it's very obvious that this was an album that he was writing while he was mm-hmm. on tour on his way to like big time stardom, you know, and, and being away from, you know, his people, his family, his, 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 his girlfriends at the time. This, this for me, something, uh, when I was learning how to improvise that always bothered me was that old past the Heinz, uh, advice. Yeah. And I think that the, the idea behind it is good. But the that example kills ambiguity. Y- yes. Yeah. But that example is so bad because never in my fucking life have I ever heard anyone say pass the Heinz. It's always you know pass the ketchup. You know what I have heard? I remember. Do you remember when John Kerry was running for president and his wife uh, was Teresa Heinz and she was yeah. like the heiress of the Heinz fortune? I remember at the time my grandpa's country club who carried exclusively Heinz ketchup because it's the best ketchup removed their Heinz ketchup and only did hunts. Uh, and my grandpa started calling ketchup hunts because of how much he did not like John Kerry. That's good. Which tells you a lot about how bad of a guy my grandpa was and uh, how Oh, bullshit. no, he was just big for Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> how, how bullshit calling ketchup hunts is. Uh, the, I, I, the only thing kind of similar to that is I know Jessica's dad, if he goes somewhere and they don't have Hellman's mayo... He will not get the mayo. I'm sorry, but that's mayo is a whole different fucking ball. I I agree. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the only thing. Well, Cupy mayo is where it's at. You tried Cupy mayo? I, I have not. But also, I think Hellman's mayo, Johnny, is called a different thing. It's like it's like Carl yes. Jr. So it would be very funny if Jessica's dad is turning down the exact same mayo just because they have the different name for it. I'm, and I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, gotta try Cupy mayo. Cupy mayo, okay. It comes in a like a squeeze bottle. It's like Japanese mayo. It's, I, do lo- I do love a squeeze bottle. Uh, I never used to care for mayo. Tried this, changed my fucking life. Anyway, all of that to say, well, I, I think if, this wait, song- if we're talking about mayo, I got to tell you that the if you have you uh, been to Nando's Perry Perry? Oh yeah. So they have a thing called Perry Nays that I mm. order specifically for my home because it's so fucking good. It's like a spicier mayonnaise. It's so fucking I- good. Try do yourself a fucking favor and get some cupy mail. Okay, it's cupy mail, cupy mail. Um, all of that to say, I think this song gets too specific, and 
That's all. That's all. It, it, and and I don't know I don't know why the specificity in this bothered me, but I it just it literally felt like I don't know. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. But we've had plenty of other specific songs, but this just feels a little too like you think you can't identify this song because you don't know anyone who wears ripped jeans. Yeah. No, to me it's like you know those dudes who are super good at like geoguesser? Oh yeah, yeah. This feels like someone could listen to this song and be like, "Oh, you were cuz I mean he says you know, where on 6th Street or whatever, but I feel like mm. someone could be like, "Oh, this is the exact day." Yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. This song is uh I love this song. This song is great. Um this is the one of the two songs on this album that has over 2 billion plays on Spotify. Um it's a I, you know, you're Mr. Sentimental. I'm not, I don't have a sentimental bone in my body, but I love this song. And I think that this is a song that really strikes home with sentimental people. It, it, hey, not this one. Not this guy. The Two billion? Two billion, unfortunately. And it's the second highest. So there's one that's even higher. I think Ed Sheeran also said of this song that he was like, he was like, he doesn't really care if anyone likes the rest of the album, but he really hoped that people would like this song. He was like, this is the, this is the song that I think, I think he even said something that was like, I, I'm butchering his quote, but like, we'll make him famous. We'll like launch him, which it wasn't, but it was very popular, but it wasn't the biggest song on this album. Sorry, Ed. Uh, let's listen to track seven, Johnny. This is a track called Bloodstream. That is a little bit of Bloodstream. Just a nice little song about getting fucked up. Um, this is the one that I first was introduced to that term, a collision, when all of the mm. different parts in the outro kind of collide into each other. I also like when that like organ-y synth, it's not really an organ and it's not really, it's like synth, yeah. but it's like, it has like an organ quality to it. It's in the I, outro. I did really like that building organ towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, this song was long and I, I felt every minute of it, all five minutes of it. Five minute song, which is, you know, that is a long song about drugs hitting because they typically hit a little faster than that. Um, I don't know if, did I mention that this is the fourth single? Uh, I don't know. One thing that I really like that Ed Sheeran does on this album is I think a lot of people front load their singles. Like they'll put their singles in like their first that was very five interesting. tracks. He's got his singles are coming in at track three, track four, track six, track seven, and then track 11, which I think is like a good mix, a good sprinkling. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one I do like in this when he he went uh in in he goes mm-hmm, that hum yeah. I think that's fun. But I'll tell you there were a lot of times during this song where I I kept thinking to myself, it's still this song, huh? <laughs> we're still here. 
Yeah, I, I I think Bloodstream I think is the long is it the longest song yeah. on the album? Yeah, uh, I, no, actually, A Fire Love is longer. Oh, that's right. Yes, uh, that I mean, that's the last track, and again, it's, last yeah, tracks well, are a lot. I'll give it a pass. But yeah, track seven being five minute song is pretty long. Uh, I still love Bloodstream. Let's listen to track eight, Johnny. This is a song called Tenerife Sea. You look so beautiful in this light, silhouette of me. The way it brings out the blue. That's a little bit of uh, Tenerife C. Again, another just sweet, slow love song on this album. Um, now, Johnny, he does use a French word in this. So I was like, now I know Johnny's going to be, his little ears are going to be perking up at that. Oh, yeah. They perked up. And the first thing I did was got Jerry Orbach and Ewan McGregor on the horn. I said, <laughs> boys, lawyer up. <laughs> Jerry uh, Orbach went straight to voicemail. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Um a wild thing that I never heard in this song is he throws in the 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 name Beth at the it's the very last word of this song, and I never knew that. I always thought he was saying best because the the outro says you look so wonderful in your dress. I love your hair like that. And in a moment, I knew you best. Mm. But he says in a moment, I knew you Beth, and I'm like, who the fuck is Beth? Like it's so wild to have a song be about a specific person and just have their name be the very last word of the song, and it's kind of like thrown away. It's it's also wild. I mean, if you're still with that person, sure, yeah. stick their name in it. But if you're writing about someone else, like that you're not with anymore, that's when a trip, man. When you're young and you're writing songs about you know people, and he said he had like one serious girlfriend, and this is a part of you know which is what his first album was about, and this is a part where he's like dating other people, right? He's like having different relationships. You're like, now this song is forever tied to this one person. But it kind of doesn't have to be unless you use their name. And he loves using, like, the real name. So it's like, now, sorry, buddy, but this is a really beautiful song. I love this song. Now this is just Beth's song. Like, Beth gets I, it. I don't even use my wife's real name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And people think we're actually married to Jessica and Mariah. Fucking fools. Wake up. <laughs> my wife's name is Jessica and Johnny's wife's name is Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> so we never get confused. It's a perfect crime. Um, I love this song. Uh, another another just uh, absolute standout. Um, this is maybe my favorite like non single uh, mm. on the album. I it's a it's a it's a very 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 pretty love song. It is my favorite song with French in it. <laughs> Johnny, let's listen to the second uh, Pharrell track on this album. For for Pharrell produced track on this album. Um, this is track nine. This is Runaway. Now you did say there was only one cover, but this is also a, this is a Lincoln Park cover. Uh, oh, I was going to go with this as a Kanye West cover. This is the only one that also uses like an effect like that where there's like another voice looped yeah. in the back. 
I feel like if uh, if Sing was a song that you could definitely tell that Pharrell produced, mm-hmm. this one has a little bit of a lighter touch to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed this one as well. This I really one, love that, like, that loop thing that they have going in the background. Th- this one had a lot of good stuff going for it musically. Yeah. Did it feel like he was singing about leaving home because there was too much sexual tension between him and his father? Because those are the vibes that I got. I got I got the vibe. I think I got the vibe that his father was drinking too much. I, I love him from my skin to my bones is erotic. Interesting. I, you know, as a as a as a person that has a, a fraught relationship with my parents, I can understand that, like, I love them in my bones type of thing. But like, I don't want them in my life. Type of thing, Interesting. you know, I, sure. I, I, that that part kind of did speak to me. Like it's like it's your blood, right? Like yeah. you, that person's that person's your family, but your family doesn't necessarily have to be part of your life. You know, I do. I obviously know what the song is really about. Now let's just let's just let's just go to song. Tr- let's listen to track ten. This song is called. <laughs> oh man, the song is called "I Want to Fuck My Dad." Uh-oh. Uh oh. Maybe Johnny was right. Uh. Oh wait, track ten is another cover. It's the <laughs> cover. <laughs> it's a Taylor Swift cover. He's this whole album is full of these covers. <laughs> Sheeran goes pop. Oh, the one thing I did want to say is again, this is a, a song with a story to it, which I am a sucker for. But this was he had been working with Pharrell Williams, and originally his plan was to like do a whole album with Pharrell. The way that he met Pharrell was he he had heard that like Pharrell liked one of his songs, and so he came up to him at like an award show, and he was like, "I had to introduce myself because I was like, there's no way he actually knows what I look like. He had just heard one of my songs and liked it, but he was doing a producing session with Pharrell, and Pharrell kept bringing him like, you know, he had done this acoustic album before, but Pharrell kept bringing him like Pharrell beats, right? For th- these things, yeah. And Ed was, Ed Schumann was like, I don't know, like it's not really my thing. It's not really my thing. And he was like, You got to try something that's not your thing. Like you're working with me. Like I'm Pharrell. Yeah. Why would you work with Pharrell? Can you just play acoustic guitar for me? Well, no. So this song specifically, Ed Sheeran's got like he. It feels like from the stuff that I was reading, he's like a very celebrity name droppy type of person. But he was saying that this song, he wasn't going to put it on the album. But then he was playing it for Elton John, and Elton John was like, "That's definitely going on the album, right?" And he was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "No, put it on the album," which is a cool because you know whatever you get to meet Elton <laughs> John. Um, but it's also uh, backs up our like kind of our show. Um, I don't know, like uh, what, 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 what? We're like building a building an Elton John's history through not actually ever covering Elton John <laughs> of him just like liking and finding young artists and having an interest yeah. in their music. Like that's cool. Man, I wish he would listen to our podcast, Elton John. Oh, yeah, just to take an interest. He hey, the, the the fucked up thing is he probably has probably mm. didn't like it. Probably didn't get any of the humor. <laughs> He's like, these well, aren't actually got, covers. We've got that that uh, wet American humor, and he's used to the dry British humor. Yeah, it's such a dry humor there. Um, all right, fuck it, Johnny. Why don't we listen to uh, – uh, we've joked enough about it. Let's listen to track 10. Uh, this is a song called The Man. Never gone for the man. 
waited two weeks at least before you'd let him take you. I stayed you. I kind of knew you liked the dude from private school. He's waiting for the time to move. I knew he had his eyes on you. He's not the right guy for you. Don't hate me because I write the truth. No, I would never lie to you, but it was never fine to lose you. And what a way to find out. It never came from my mouth. You never changed your mind, but you were just afraid to mind out. I won't be changing the subject to love I think this is the closest we get on this album to like a rap song like a just yeah. straight up like hip hop song and I'm lacking sleep fact is you're mad at me because I backtrack so casually you're practically my family if we married then I guess you'd have to be but tragically I love just lost the will to live but what I kill to give it one more shot I think I don't love you baby I don't need you baby I don't yeah that's the course right there I the the chorus is good. It's like I I think he's really great at choruses. The chorus kind of catches me by surprise a little bit too. I love in the chorus how it's like I don't like you, I don't need you, I don't love you. And in the second verse, he has that line, I guess I lied in the hook because I actually love you or whatever. I do love an unreliable narrator just in general. It's like one of my favorite things in literature or in like songwriting. I love it when people are like I say this thing. Actually, fuck that. I don't mean that. Like you know, it's like it's it, 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 it's funny to hear like that stream of consciousness, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. This one, I do. I really like the kind of like really distorted keyboard in this. Oh, yeah. That's that's really cool. Um, okay, this reminded me and everybody who listens to the Patreon can fucking come for me because it reminds me of a 21 Pilots song. So I guess I do know a 21 Pilots song, but I didn't know it was them. It, it's um, Stressed Out. Which uh, I had no idea was 21 Pilots. This had big stressed out vibes. People were so mad at us, by the way, for not knowing 21 Pilots. They were like, 21 Pilots has like 14 billion plays on Spotify, and you guys aren't familiar with their music. And I was like, nah, you know, not really. Like, well, I, I knew one song. Well, fuck. I mean, one of these one of these songs has 2 billion plays, and I'd never heard it in my life. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So you're telling me, track 11, Thinking Out Loud, you had never heard that song. No, that is, that's the one that okay. I had heard before this. That's, but the that, other one... The, the other one, Photograph, you had not. Well, to, Thinking Out Loud, that's track 11. That's the one we'll play next. It's the third single. I, this one I has had, like... I think it's like 2.2 or 2.3 billion plays on Spotify. It's got the most plays on Spotify of any song on this album. And then maybe I had heard Sing in a Target commercial. And and that's also very possible to hear singing a Target commercial. That's I would I would not count that out. Um, anyway, right. this this song sounds like a song by my favorite band, Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> Johnny, let's listen to track eleven. This is this is uh, this is thinking out loud. We'll be loving you till seventy. Baby, my. And if you think loving you till you're 70 isn't long enough, like, I'm sorry to say the life expectancy is not much more than that. I was going to say 70 is not that old. It's the life expectancy is it's like 74. Yeah. Is that because of COVID or? Uh, I don't know. I think it's because of uh, the world is hell and there is no medicine. I always thought it was funny in the Beatles they said when I'm 64. So they at least he Ed Sheeran at least adjusted this for inflation. Great news for you, Johnny. The Wait life expectancy in England, 80.9 years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
United States is 77.28. And I did see that we did just dip below um, uh, Cuba. So Cuba now has a higher life expectancy. Higher, higher life expectancy. And they're the ones under embargo by us. Pretty <laughs> fucked. Pretty fucked. Part of me is like 70 is not that old. I hope I live until I'm 70. And the other part of me is like, God, could you imagine living like 35 more years? Basically doing another one of these. Uh, what, what I've uh, already done, doing another one of these? No. But also, I mean, at least now, the one that we've done, you don't really even remember the first 10. And that was the one when everything worked. That was the one when I was in like tip top shape. I got to do another one of these with a car that's already got 120,000 miles on it. Come on. Uh, uh. Uh, I was this far into the album. I was like, okay, I guess I've just never heard anything from this. Yeah. Fucking track 11 is, mm-hmm. I mean, this and the, the, the club isn't to find love, but the club yep. is where yeah. are probably the two biggest the two Ed Sheeran songs that I am most familiar with. I'd say that and, they're probably his top five in his top five songs. I'd sure. say. Yeah. And to find this at track 11 on a 12 track album, that's good for you, Ed Sheeran. That's, that's fucking solid. I, I think the, 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 the dis, dispersion, just that's not the right word. The disbursement yeah. of these tracks is, is of these singles is correct on this album. I, also I think wish more a, artists would do that. I do too. I think more artists, more artists. The problem is I think that artists get scared about doing that and they think you got to put them all up front and then the back half of their albums suffer because they're not yeah. as good. And I think mixing this up is a really, really good call. I also think this is a great spot for just this mm. song on the album. It's like, it's a very beautiful love song. I feel like the second to last track of an album is like a loser spot and to put like a banger in your loser spot is like uh, to me it feels like a very confident move but I, I i just love the order i love the ordering of it yeah i i, I agree um again this this song isn't for me mm. but i appreciate what it's doing i agree completely putting it here putting it so far in the album putting it second to last i think that's great his i will say i think that everything about this song does exactly what it you know, whatever it's oh it's, yeah it is good at what it's doing except at the end he does this weird tremble with his voice that i fucking hated oh yeah you, i i think that this is such an emotional song that i think that people like really respond to the like the emotional voice mm-hmm. tremble in the singer because the rest of the song he is just kind of like belting it out you know yeah Whatever. Some some fun stuff about this song. Harry Styles is credited as doing the backing vocals. It's just like ooze as far as I can tell. So it's like you can't really tell that it's Harry Styles. Not yeah, that a couple, I would know it. couple British fellas in the yeah. studio together. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Niall was off hooking up with his dude, with his, uh, his, his chick. So it's like it's he's he's beefing with some one direction. He's buds with some one direction. You're going to you're going to take you're going to take my gal, Niall. I'm going to take your mate. <laughs> I'm going to take your best friend. Uh, it was ranked as the number one first dance song. Uh, it was the first song on Spotify to ever hit 500,000 streams. It's, it's past that significantly now. And it's the first song ever to spend a full year on the UK top 40. First song ever to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is this one launched him. This was the song that like really blew Ed Sheeran the fuck up. Yeah. But. 
I never knew this about the song. I didn't know that thing about uh, Harry Styles being on the song. I never knew this part about the song. So this song was co-written. It's got a it's got a, a double writing credit with Amy Watch W A D G E, um, and he. I'm going to read this directly from the the Genius page, but it says Sheeran revealed to the Mirror that their songwriting session was held as a as a favor to his childhood friend to help her deal with financial issues. Amy was going through some financial troubles about a year ago, he said. She drove to my house. My album was nearly done, and she asked if I could put a song on it from when I was 17 on the deluxe album so she could get a little bit of money and pay her mortgage and bills and stuff. Uh, and he said while she was there doing that other song, that song that came out on like the deluxe edition, while she was there doing that song, we wrote Thinking Out Loud together, and he said she never has to worry about money ever again. <laughs> That's insane. But isn't that so fucking cool? It's like your friend blows up and you're like, hey, like as a favor, it doesn't even have to be on the album. You can throw it on the deluxe edition, but could I just get like a little bit of money as help? Because we wrote this song when we were 17. It's a good song. He's like, you know what? Absolutely. You're going through a hard time. Come over. And also, why don't we write the biggest song of my career? Throw your name as a co-writer on it. And now you are set for life. I think that's so fucking funny. Now, I don't know how much money she actually got from the song, but I do hope it was a lot because that is that is a very fun story. Yeah, I'm I'm sure she's I'm sure she's doing OK. Uh, you know, she probably doesn't have like, you know, four hundred million dollars like Ed Sheeran does. But, you know, a million dollars. I guess it doesn't pounds. last as long in England because we, it's true pounds, but they lived in more years. So, mm. OK, let's listen to uh, track 12. Johnny, this is the last track on the album. This is a fire love. And you're right, it is the longest track. It's the longest track. Yeah. And things were all good yesterday. Then the devil took your breath away. And now we're left here in the pain. Black suit, black tie, standing in the rain. And now my family is one again. Stickled together with the strangers and a friend. Came to my mind, I should paint it with a pen. Six years old, I remember when my father Ready to hear this description of kissing, Johnny? <laughs> Put your open lips on mine and slowly let them shut. Uh, okay, are you an alien describing? You've been researching humans for decades. You're Johnny... coming back to your alien homeworld describing kissing. He's just saying. All Ed Sheeran is doing is saying what his grandma used to say that his grandpa would sing. That's all he's doing, okay? So he's just repeating something he heard. Don't shoot the messenger. Please don't. (laughs) But, Johnny, it kind of makes sense because if that's how your grandma and grandpa described kissing, you're never going to learn how real kissing is. I'm amazed he's here if that's what his grandma and grandpa were doing. (laughs) Thank Christ. He said he has like 24 cousins too. So it's like he's got a big family. 
maybe their maybe their mouths have been going somewhere else. I think the song is very pretty. It's 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 that thing where it's like a sad song about his grandpa dying of Alzheimer's, but also it's this like celebration of his grandpa and grandma's like love in between and his family coming back together. I love it when a song can be both like about tragedy and like a little bit about romance. Like that that's a very fine I, line to 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 walk. I th- I think not to be a, a melodramatic weirdo, but I think that uh love is very tragic yeah even even you know i think in the best i think the better it is the more tragic it is yeah honestly yeah this this song i didn't hate i was i five minutes 14 seconds i was i was pretty okay with this song i'll say this is maybe my favorite too from the album yeah i i i love this song and the, the the problem is I think this is a great last track. Mm-hmm. I think this is an excellent last track to the album. The problem is I was so familiar with this album from the bonus version that there are like oh. four more tracks that I that I also really like on this album. Um, and we won't go into them, but I will say that one of the bonus songs is Even My Dad Does Sometimes, which is the one that he wrote with Amy um, mm. Wadge uh, that got on the album. But the very last bonus track on this album is I See Fire. Did you listen to any of that, Johnny? No. So I See Fire is the song. It's the end credits movie from the second Hobbit movie because Peter Jackson's daughter loved Ed Sheeran. And she was like, you have to work with Ed Sheeran. And you have to put – and Peter Jackson said you have to put cursing in it. Because this movie's PG thirteen. Yeah, we can use we can use one fuck in a non sexual context. Uh, But Peter Jackson flew Ed Sheeran out to New Zealand. Hadn't watched the the like the cut of the movie, and then he wrote the song for the end credits of the movie. And by the way, I do love that. I do love "I See Fire." Like it's it's a good song because it's like it's an Ed Sheeran song, but it also mentions like Doran's folk, and it's like you know it's like Lord of the Rings. It's an Ed Sheeran Lord of the Rings song, and it's like yeah, it's fine. The movies were bad. The Hobbit movies were bad. But I may have listened to that song for like ten hours on loop when it he, came out. He feels like he belongs in. Oh, the Shire. Yeah, he's a Shireling. He's a Shireling. I one th- two things about this song. Every time I saw the title, it threw me for a fucking loop. Because mm. uh, the word of fire, I don't know. I've only ever seen it after the noun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel like. Is it an adjective? A fire? I would say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I uh, yes. Uh, y- you know. Yeah, the the example on like dictionary.com is the mill was a fire. Hmm. So it is an adjective, but it's like it's an adjective that you put after the word for some Yeah, reason. it feels like it feels like a back of the word adjective, but I guess maybe you can use it. A fire. Uh, love. He he certainly did. The other thing, God, I the way he says body in this song, he says like and maybe it's just his accent, but it think, feels like more than that. I think it's his accent because it's like a it's like a body. Ooh, ooh, yeah, body. Ooh, yeah. Mm-mm. And because most of the other, uh, with, aside from the the two British Jason Mraz song, mm. he mostly loses his accent. I, I don't know. He 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 keeps his. He doesn't keep his accent in there as much as some other British artists do. But you can definitely hear he's British in this. That one. I, the, I usually have trouble, and I could definitely hear him being very British. Nina was. Uh, oh no! Wait, not Nina. There was another one that was like way British. Well, because he raps. I feel like when you're the, rapping, the, you're, the rapping is yeah. super British. It's you can hear it so much because he's like talking, you know. But but when he was singing, the the one that really stuck out to me is "Body." Mm. That's all. That's the final track of this album. So mm-hmm. we have to get to our final thoughts. So the first question that I have to ask: 
is, would you recommend people listen to this album? Uh, I, I don't think I have to because these songs have two billion fucking plays already. You've heard it. You've heard it, folks. Yeah, you don't have to recommend uh, something that's super popular to other people, I guess. Um, but that being said, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. If you liked the clips, you're going to like the album. <laughs> you, we all know what Ed Sheeran's deal is. Well, now you certainly do. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this has precluded you or do you think that you are now interested in listening to further Ed Sheeran albums or do you think that this this could be the last Ed Sheeran album you listen to I want nothing more in my life than to never have to listen to Ed Sheeran ever again (laughs) I said before we started this I did not care for Ed Sheeran after we started this I care for him even less interesting even less this did not I thought maybe I, 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 I sincerely I went I went in not liking him but I was like I would love to get into this. Yeah. Because I'm so unfamiliar with all but one or two of these songs. No. It's just not for me. He's very competent at what he he's very good at what he does. But what he does is just not for me. And I I, I am dreading the day when you bring another Ed Sheeran album to this show. I mean, at this point you know, you never show an enemy your weakness, Johnny. So now you 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 basically just rolled over and showed me your soft belly, and now I'm going to plunge four more Ed Sheeran albums into it? It, it, it quite honestly, it sort of is the same whatever the opposite of scratching an itch, mm, it ca- mm. it creates the same itch that that like Adele does, where it's like, I get it, it's just not for me. Um I, here's what I promise. I promise I won't make you listen to his first album because his, if you didn't like this album, his first album, you're not going to like it. But I will say that his albums get poppier as it goes. Hey, so, uh, Sh- Shape of You, I think, is a is a fun enough song. If more of his songs were like that, I would not. Yeah, yeah. He's so I, angry right now. I, I think Johnny. I think maybe maybe you need to listen to like Galway Girl or something like that. Uh, or just watch the video because it's got Sarsha Ronan in it, and she's she's fantastic. Uh, it, it, I, I think I think we could still make a less of an Ed Sheeran enemy. I think you could be less of an Ed Sheeran enemy. I'm not going to say that we're going to turn you into an Ed Sheeran fan by any means, but because this is his big one, this is his his his, his big launching point uh, album. Sincerely, hearing that, I, I I mean, sure, thinking out loud, having that many plays, I I get it. I get it. But whatever the other song p- photograph. Yeah. That was probably my least favorite song on the whole album. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's such a beautiful song. To hear that it has so many plays is truly mind boggling. Every once in a while, it is really nice to know that something that is like really popular and that people really love is also something that you enjoy. It's also oh. really, it's also the other side of that is nice too, to be like, oh, I don't like this thing that everybody likes. Like, you know, it's like how I see like any Marvel movie that I've seen in the last six years. I'm like, how are people still enjoying these? They're so fucking bad. They're so fucking bad now. But they, you know, they do. But I went and watched like Iron Man from 2008 the other night. And I was like, this movie still whips. This Iron Man whips very ass. very good, you know? So it's like sometimes you like the thing that everybody likes and sometimes you don't like the thing that everybody likes. And both of them, I think, have has their merit. I sometimes I really do feel bad because I know that I'm a contrarian with bad taste, but God, this made me 
made me want a fucking lobotomy. I think you have I think you have nothing to feel bad about, but you can feel bad when I say that and, and I'm assuming this is not going on your top one hundred. No, this time. is this isn't going anywhere near my top one hundred. I, I think that there's probably going to be multiple Ed Sheeran albums on my top 100 albums of all time. I fucking love this album so goddamn much. I think it's a beautiful album. Uh, I think that there's, I mean, obviously we have, you know, I think he has like such a talent for writing these gorgeous love songs. I think Thinking Out Loud is maybe overplayed, but also I heard it when it was first coming out and it was fucking gorgeous. Like, it's just a gorgeous song. I think Photograph is a beautiful song. I think that, like, he's got, like I said, I'm a sucker for songs with a story in him. He's got three different songs on this album that have, like, really good story elements to them. A Fire Love is really good. I think that uh, Tenerife Sea is also another really, really pretty song. Uh, just and it and it made this album made me an Ed Sheeran fan, so that I would more enjoy the the next albums that were coming out. I don't know. I mean, like, hey, look, Mariah doesn't get it. Mariah's like, how do you like Ed Sheeran? I'm like, I just do. It's just part of me. And I, I maybe even like Jason Mraz is a little bit to blame because now I unironically like some of his songs. I but- would, I would so much rather listen to Jason Mraz. Here's what I will say, I, and I caution anyone listening against this. If you ever find yourself listening to something or liking something ironically, I beg of you, don't even – it's a slippery mm-hmm. slope. You mm-hmm. will start to like it for real, and then it will just start to be a part of you. And that's what that's what this Ed Sheeran album is for me. I don't know if this is safe for me, Johnny, but I kind of want to put this at like 78. <laughs> You cannot. I cannot. I cannot. And I and I think that those seventies are really, really, really dangerous for me. So uh, do you do you want to know what's at seventy eight? So you can. No, no. I I because I, I it, no matter what I think it needs to go l- like lower, lower, higher number, but lower. You know. Mm-hmm. So I it, it but. Am I am I going to be bumping things for like a long time? Because it feels like now I'm in familiar territory. I'll try seventy nine. No. Take you it. mean? Sorry. It's taken. It's taken. Yeah, Seventy nine taken. taken. Oh boy. Okay. Now let's... you're you're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. So there's there's a I'll tell you there's a clump here, and you need to decide if this album is better or worse than this clump. How far up does the clump go? I mean, I I, I it's, it's going to keep going up. I don't. I, I think it's got to keep going like you know, in the direction that I'm headed. But I want to know how. Can we go? So I I've done tried seventy eight. No, I've tried seventy seven. I've tried seventy eight. You didn't try seventy seven. I did not try 77. 78 was the first one you tried. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, boy. It's it, it, it's not 77. So I'm going to try but no 80 has to be gone already. I'm going to skip right, I'm going to skip right over 80. 81 feels like it's probably already gone. Mhm. I'm looking at your 80s and I'm like if this is mine then I'm fucked here. Uh I'll try 82. No. 83? 83 is is safe. <laughs> this God. is if you knew all of the albums that you just danced over, oh, it makes me sick. Okay, okay. Now that I now that I can't make it, now that it has to be eighty three, I'll hear I'll hear what I what I hit. Uh, okay. Because I started on. with what I started started with seventy eight. Yeah. Okay. Seventy eight is Planet Her by Doja Cat. Okay, I really like that album. Seventy nine is Santa Gold by Santa Gold. Okay, I, that that one I'm like I haven't really listened to it since that album since that episode came out, but I'm like I I, I enjoyed it. Eighty is Christina Aguilera by Christina Aguilera. Oh, that sh- that shouldn't even be on there, huh? 
81 is The Writing on the Wall by Destiny's Child. Okay, that one's, that one's good. I still feel good about that one. 82 is Montero by Little Nas X. Okay. Yeah, I feel I feel good about those. I mean, okay. I, I definitely don't feel good about that Christina Aguilera one being on there. I, that's going to haunt me for the- Hey, for we've, the, all got, we've all got an Ashley Simpson. I'm sure Christina Aguilera is on mine too. It absolutely honestly. is. It absolutely is. Uh, but that's all, hey, that's all good to know. And Ed Sheeran, welcome to my, at least my top 100 albums of all time. And guess what? Get get ready, boy, because you're going to be joining your brothers there soon. We're yeah, Ed Sheeran, have... you stay the fuck away. These fences are electric. Anymore. Uh, well, hey, thank you for everyone out there listening in Bill Bud's land. Johnny, do you have anything for the people out there? Anything that you want them to be aware of? Anything coming up? Anything like that? I mean, I guess if you want to understand like half this fucking episode, go listen to the Patreon. <laughs> Other than that, no. I mean, we already had our show. I yeah. I got I got nothing. Hey, but you know what? Stay tuned because Johnny and I, after that last show, we said, you know what we should do? We should do more of these. So we might yeah. do some live improv uh, sometime soon. And uh, you know what? Keep listening to Bill Buds and that'll be where we say that we are going to do that. That's uh, you true. can also, you know, follow us on all the social media things. We'll probably announce it there. Which we did last time. And if you want to get an episode in the off week, it's only a dollar patreon.com slash pod. You can give us a buck and you can get a couple epi- extra episodes. And Johnny, I got to tell you, man, get your fucking hat. Tonight we're hanging with the boys. <laughs> Johnny O'Mara, hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them bill buds. Yeah.